Hello and good evening. Welcome to another episode of Between the Presets, a podcast by me, Rudy Stetner, that comes out every Monday evening. Here is the place where anything that can be said in polite company is fair game for discussion, even if it occasionally offends. Let's roll. Please be advised that this episode of Between the Presets contains material that may be unsuitable for younger audiences. If that is an issue, please listen at another time or on headphones. Thank you. Hello, it is Monday evening, the 11th of Adar 1, 5724, February 19th, 2024. In New York City, the uh, garbage collection, alternate side of the street parking, uh, and of course the post offices have been suspended for today. Since today is a federal holiday referred to as President's Day. It used to be when I was young that uh, we celebrated Washington, George Washington's birthday and Abraham Lincoln's birthday. The two days were consolidated. The good thing was that this consolidation of the of Washington's birthday and um, Lincoln's birthday into one holiday made room for Martin Luther King's birthday. King was, of course, the, a critical leader of a mass movement to make uh, statutory equality of all ethnicities uh, the law of the land. That left a problem by having President's Day instead of Washington and Lincoln's birthdays uh, observed as separate holidays. This elevated every single American president to the level of um, equals, which they most certainly were not. Our nation has had good presidents and bad presidents and everything in between. And what is far more frequent is for uh, each president to have kind of a mixed report card functioning very well in some areas and to be quite lacking in others. Uh, unfortunately, uh, at this stage in our history, we are a very divided country. I personally find it rather unpleasant, almost rankling, to call a holiday President's Day with uh, the president we now have in power. 
we are living in a situation where the party out of out of that is not in the White House, that is to say, the Republicans, is being uh, harassed and demonized. Our former president, Donald J. Trump, is being um, harassed in an unprecedented way with coordinated uh, legal charges, highly dubious, uh, being waged in multiple states and jurisdictions, with New York State leading in the Hall of Shame, uh, accusing President Trump of convicting him in a kangaroo court of non-existent uh, financial crimes, misrepresenting the value of his properties, um, all kinds of crimes, you know, telling the bank that he had more money than he did. And the trial was presided over by a judge who openly said that uh, before the trial started that uh, Trump was guilty. Whatever one may think of Biden, he is most definitely not a George Washington, most definitely not an Abraham Lincoln. He is a little man who does not come close to filling the shoes of some of his more illustrious predecessors. Accordingly, I do not wish people a Happy President's Day. Uh, I refer to it as Republic Day. And why is this? Because the beauty of America is that we have a Constitution, a Bill of Rights. We have three branches of government, the legislative, the executive, and the judicial. And each of these branches of government uh, has powers unique to it, which ideally keep the other branches in check. If any one branch of government gets too strong, one runs the risk of a tyrannical executive branch on the one hand or judicial tyranny where popular laws are passed, reasonable laws which are struck down by courts uh, against the will of the people without uh, pressing needs of justice. If the legislative branch is too strong, then one runs the risk of a pandering legislature, a legislature that could pan, pander on the one hand to um, powerful business interests and on the other extreme could attempt, attempt to uh, bribe the populace by passing out goodies paid for with uh, tax money. 
in order to keep a ruling click in power. And that is why uh, when, uh, say, the Democrats are voted out or the Republicans are voted out, people who are in the opposition still have the hope of influencing uh, public policy, uh, governmental decisions through uh, other branches of government. Of course, one of the fatal flaws of any system of government is that as soon as laws are passed, people will seek ways to game the system in their own best interests. One of the best examples I can think of is someone who wants, say, to dodge uh, New York City and state sales taxes will go to New Jersey, uh, buy, buy something, pay uh, the much lower New Jersey taxes, have the item shipped to somebody in New Jersey, an empty box, and take the item in their car back to New York City. Uh, an even funnier example that I heard was you have this um, on the highways, you have an HOV lane, high occupancy vehicle, where one can go into this uh, lane where if you have, if one has three or more people in the car, that uh, you can go in an express lane. I once saw what looked like a very elderly couple driving about 40 miles an hour in the express lane. It was truly maddening. 40 miles an hour happens to be the lowest speed at which one is allowed to drive. But that being said, a guy was, I remember seeing it actually made the papers. A guy was busted uh, driving in the HLV lane. He was driving by himself in the car, but not really. He had uh, two dummies, I guess, kind of uh, stuffed like scarecrows. It was, um, you know, a uh, uh, head shape with a mask, shirt stuffed with old rags, pants stuffed with old rags, propped up and seat belted in so that to the appearance of a uh, camera or not so observant um, um, police officer, it would appear that he had met the occupancy standards. But this law of trying to do the, the intent of which was to reduce the carbon footprint, encourage people to share cars, gave birth to an entry in the uh, Urban Dictionary, HOV positive, which means that in common language that uh, one has enough people in the car to use the uh, HOV lane. I started using the expression about 12 or 13 years ago. 
I thought it was brilliant, and I found that somebody had actually beaten me to it. It is really difficult to coin a new expression. But in all, and on a more serious note, the most important branches of government are not actually a part of government, but are arguably uh, far more influential. There is the family, uh, there is the, the workplace, and there is the faith community. I use that term rather than uh, church or mosque or synagogue or temple, what have you, because it could be argued that even a book club uh, or a philosophical discussion group could also constitute a faith community. Certainly a group such as Alcoholics Anonymous that uh, uh, in which people band together to uh, strengthen each other in um, the drive to improve their lives could be considered a faith community. I prefer to define it more loosely. The workplace is very important because it brings together people from very different backgrounds who are attempting to achieve a uh, common objective together. Um, it People tend to uh, sublimate their differences when they have to work together. And sometimes they it's very frequently, I think more often than not, we learn things about ourselves and about each other through uh, going to work and uh, stepping outside of our uh, uh, accustomed circles. The family, of course, is extremely important. When everything has, when government has broken down, when the, a nation has descended into tyranny, there is still hope that uh, within families, within familial relationships, uh, values can survive that have um, gone all but extinct in the public square. Indeed, in um, tyrannical systems of government, one of the first things they attack is the family. An extreme example uh, of this attempt to weaken the family was uh, in the Soviet Union in the years of uh, 1932 and 1933. There was a, an attempt, disastrous attempt, in which millions died to forcibly collectivize agriculture. Uh, in Ukraine. Uh, people were forced to gather into collective farms. Uh, their farming implements were taken. Uh, they even forced people to hand over uh, food in their pantry, so there was literally nothing to eat. 
people starved to death. There was even recorded instances of cannibalism. But there was a hero, and I use the term in quotation marks, of this forced collectivization campaign. It was a little boy, his name was Pavel Morozov, and um, he uh, was told at school that uh, if, if he saw that his uh, family was hoarding food or not turning anything over to the collective farm, that it would be his patriotic boy, duty as a good communist boy, to turn in his parents, which he did. As a result, his uh, parents were uh, sent to the gulag. He uh, he was reviled as a snitch, and uh, he was he was killed, and this made him a martyr of the great Soviet uh, collectivization campaign. In the Soviet Union, you had the communist youth. Uh, in the in Nazi Germany, you had the Hitler Youth, uh, and these organizations uh, sought to uh, replace the guidance of family and undermine the uh, guidance of family. In both the Soviet Union and in Nazi Germany, uh, religious youth groups were were shut down. So the exclusive domain of um, extracurricular education of the youth fell to these uh, totalitarian organizations. Now in public schools, even unfortunately in some uh, pretty ritzy private schools, you have the school administration taking over um, decisions that should rightfully belong to the parents and should be part of the domain of the family. I remember a case in um, Washington State, in Seattle actually, a number of years ago, where a, uh, a girl was able to go to the nurse's office uh, arrange an abortion on school time, and um, go home with her parents none the wiser as to the to the decision she had made. Now, of course, in many jurisdictions, you have um, books in the school library which are arguably pornographic. I don't want to go into detail here. You have kids going to school and um, they decide that uh, uh, with some prompting sometimes from um, school personnel that they uh, identify as another gender. And the school does not discuss this with the parents does not let the parents know and actively covers up a decision of a uh, troubled child. 
it could be argued that with skyrocketing rents in many jurisdictions and the uh, rapidly increasing cost of living, that when if it becomes a necessity for there to be uh, two incomes in a household, both the mother and the father working, that this economic situation weakens the strength of the family. It lessens the amount of time that uh, parents have to spend with their children. And when one has children going to school and not only being served lunch, but also getting breakfast and in some cases even dinner at school, it uh, really has the effect of uh, weakening the influence the family has on the life of a child. Not a good thing. So I wish my readers in in wrapping this topic up a happy Republic Day, not a not President's Day. There have been some truly awful presidents. Uh, I, I think I could name names. <laughs> starting from the present. We do have three systems of uh, three branches of government. It's a very uh, wise system, but it is not a cure-all. We also have uh, private institutions, family, workplace, faith community, personal friendships, and these remain very important. It is particularly important for us to maintain friendships with people with whom we disagree. I personally am very grateful that back in 2016, when I voted for Trump and my siblings voted for Hillary Clinton, that my brother, God bless him, brokered a peace agreement that we would stay away from controversial topics and maintain our family uh, um, ties without the stress of political disagreement. I am very uh, grateful to my brother and my sister for having, along with me, stuck st- stuck to the, that we stuck to that agreement enough that our uh, friendship uh, has persisted and deepened. So I wish my listeners a blessed week. I think that these. Uh, questions of shared destiny and seeing our commonality beside despite some deep disagreements are these are universal themes applicable in the United States, Europe, Israel. The saying that I heard growing up was, We must hang together or surely we will hang separately.
You all have a peaceful rest of your week. Thank you. This wraps up another weekly episode of Between the Presets. I thank you all for the pleasure of sharing with me my weekly muse. Whatever platform you access, hitting like, subscribe, or leaving a comment is much appreciated. My email address is thewinterriders at gmail.com. Thewinterriders at gmail.com. Until next week, adio, which in some African languages means born on Monday or be righteous and closely resembles adios in Spanish.